Welcome to the Bold SLP Podcast. We are so happy that you're here and can't wait to share with you all of the amazing conversations we've been having. We are the co-founders of the Bold SLP Collective, and we are also your hosts, Lisa, Desi, and myself, Ingrid. Each of us has a variety of experiences in all things bilingual and bimodal speech-language pathology. You'll get to know us pretty well on here. We started this podcast to share our lived experiences, but also because we want to bring advocacy and cultural humility to the forefront of every speech therapy conversation. We hope that you'll join us each week, and we hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Bold SLP podcast. This is Desi, and I'm here with Ingrid and Liza. Today is a special episode. We are just doing a recap of season two and reflecting on 2022 as a year and discussing the things that are coming up on the horizon. So I'll start discussing season two and some of my favorite episodes. I think the episode that stands out for me um, on season two is Dr. V's episode, Dr. Valencia Perry. It really was one of those episodes that just, I think, turns you around, like makes you think about what your practice looks like, Um, really kind of sets your hair on fire. You sit down and you listen to it and you want to just be a better clinician. So I think for me, that was a powerful episode. How about you guys? Do you guys have other episodes that just kind of sat in a deep way with you? I think Dr. Choi Pena's episode was so meaningful to me. It was so healing to hear someone in academia be so open and honest and just really let me know that I wasn't crazy for feeling how I felt in grad school and for running far, far away from a PhD. So her episode, I will forever hold in my heart, I think. How about you, Lisa? I'm thinking of Jordan's episode and how young and how early she had to just fight for people that looked like her and the importance of just being out there, not even having like very brilliant or important things to say, just putting your face out there and then the right things come. And we were joking about, you know, what if we run out of content or, or uh, what if we don't know what to say, but things are always happening and (laughs) we will just never run out. We'll just never run out. And just showing up is already something big for so many of our students that are listening and just even our colleagues who, who didn't realize that they weren't alone. I wanted to jump into a moment that happened uh, when uh, we went to New Orleans. Well, when Ingrid and I did, because we went to ASHA, but we also went we went to the Black SLP Magic Conference, and um, we met the Beam Girls as well. So that was very cool. And we all met at a bar one night, and for some reason, I thought that it was just going to be the mentors at the bar, but it was the mentors and the mentees. So I met a couple of students that were not students that I directly worked with. They're just kind of part of the program. And I had met one in particular who talked about being so isolated and so alone in her program and in her state and just listening to the Bold SLP podcast 
and just watching our stories and realizing that there are other people all around the world, not just in North America, that are feeling exactly like her. So she was not alone. So it's it was nice reflecting on the work that we're doing and the importance of it, because it's not always obvious to us. You know, we we're not looking for like likes or follows or any of that. We're really just looking to make an impact. And in a moment like that at the bar, I I saw the impact of the work. So it was it was nice. That's funny that you mentioned our beam um happy hour, because that was my favorite moment of the trip as well. Um, but for another reason, um, for me, it was that not one, but two professors that I met during the day that Friday at ASHA, um, just like introducing myself and sharing common background, you know, um, one of them's from my hometown, like my parents' hometown. And I was just kind of telling her what we were up to and they wanted to meet up and I'm like, well, we have this happy hour. And I never expected either one of them to come. And not only did they come, but one of them brought her student. Like they stayed the whole time. They shared their stories with the other students. There was laughter. There was tears. There were drinks, of course, but it was, that was my favorite moment. It was the two hours that we spent out there in that patio and just like realizing like how much we missed, how much I missed by not having these teachers in my life, but then how lucky so many are to have them in their life. It was really, really nice. And we missed you, Desi. Yeah. I know. I was going to say, I really love the ASHA conferences I've been to, not necessarily because of the conferences themselves, but the fact that you get to connect so much with people in person um, and meet people, not only, you know, people that you already know, but making new connections is so important. Um, And that's what I really missed. Uh, In addition to obviously not having been able to meet you guys, but I really liked before we hit the record button, Lisa had mentioned this community-based work. Uh, This is a term that she used to describe what she experienced that weekend in New Orleans. And I was wondering if you guys could comment on that community-based work, especially in the context of the Black SLP Magic Conference, which I know you both went to. Oh my goodness. The the feel of walking into that big convention hall at ASHA and the exhibitions and this and that and having to look up like where your next seminar or whatever is going to be, and then walking into the Black SLP Magic Conference where you're all in one place, like the music and the vibe. And like, it was just, I I know Jordan mentioned this about the first time they did it, but it really felt like home. Like it was so fun and beautiful. So going there, uh, you, you could ask a question, you can like in the middle of whatever, you like hand you the mic and stuff. And whatever question you have, there was someone in the audience who was doing that kind of work that was able to connect you right away. Like, mm-hmm. come see me after. Not even like a, here's my business card email. Like it was right then, right there. Just like the connection was made right away. And I thought how interesting that just a few blocks over, there's like thousands of SLPs who will probably never meet each other or not know what the other does. Um, and here we are with people that look like us, have struggled like us, 
and really just like brilliant minds. I mean, the way they were discussing um, that one guy talked about the praxis and how many times he had to take it. I mean, just the resilience of knowing like, this is the work I'm meant to do. And I'm not going to let this test like define me. I'm going to keep going until I get it. And he was incredible. Um, yeah, the community-based work really hit home for me. What Beam was doing, what the Black SLP Magic Conference was doing, what the Bold SLP Collective, like all of it was really bigger than us, not for us, but for them. So that was a big takeaway for me when I went to this, like Asha, I think is just a very different space for me now. Walking into, walking in that exhibition hall 10 years later, I'm just like, I don't need any of these things. I don't need these trinkets. I'm not looking for a job. I'm not looking to work for anyone that may not understand me. Uh, it was an interesting feeling. It sounds liberating. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I have nothing to compare it to. It was my first trip to Asha ever. Um, but I can imagine that if I'd gone without having this community, I don't think I would have had as good a time or have gotten as much out of it as I did. Um, I, so I don't know if we want to jump into Asha and how it went, or if you have a different agenda, Desi, but I snuck into some courses and I had some fun in Asha. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) Okay. So I did the one day I did Friday and I thought that was a good decision for me because that was the day of the bilingual symposium, which I will shout out the whole time. Like that was the courses that I loved. Um, And it was Dr. Liz Pena and Dr. Leah Fabiano Smith kind of spearheading it. And then um, throughout the day, there were four or five presentations. I didn't hit all of them. Lisa and I needed some downtime around lunchtime and we skipped out on a bunch, but um, we hit the main points and those presentations felt like the most worthwhile to me. Um, And then Thursday, I ran into some friends, random people I'd never met in person, just recognizing uh, each other. And they, I already had my badge because they let you kind of check in and they're like, come with us, come to this course. I'm like, I don't have a Thursday pass. I'm sorry. I can't go. And they're like, just come. And that course that I took on Thursday is probably the one that I will take most actionable, like change to my practice from. It was by Javier Hassel and it was all about phonological uh, disorders in multilingual children. It was amazing. Um, so I kind of have mixed feelings about how much I got out of Asha, but I do think without friends there, I don't know that I would have felt the same way. And then same vibes as Lisa, like once you get into the difference, like I walked into that humongous conference, like I immediately called Desi as soon as I could plug in my phone because I felt so lonely and I'm like, I don't know, nobody's here yet. Or the people I did know, um, Lisa was in her hotel room. Uh, Jackie was uh, in a presentation. Nicole was volunteering. So I kind of like went and got my badge and got some lunch. And then I had like hours to kill before it was time to go to the Airbnb. So I like went to my comfort. I called Desi, you know, and it is a different vibe. Because when you walk into the Black SLP Magic Conference, there's immediately people who know you and 
you know, want to come sit with you and, you know, you know where you're going to go sit and what you're going to go drink and eat. And it was a different vibe for sure. And then Friday, I didn't have to go alone. So I didn't have that feeling, but I hadn't thought about it that way, Lisa, now that you say it, like I did experience that on Thursday, like, what am I doing here? I don't know anybody. It's like you had both experiences in the same weekend. Yes. Because then Friday I wasn't alone. We know a bunch of us drove in together and we had our itinerary. And then I found Lisa in the middle of that morning. (laughs) It was the best, that hug, that real life hug. I know. And then she was so sweet. She's like, I'm just going where you're going today. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't think you want to go where I'm going right now. Because it was a swallowing class. I was following a uh, course. It's not a class, right? But I went to Barbara's when you went to the swallowing course. I still am like, I don't know if I regret that move or not. Because my swallowing course was really good. And it's like leading to connections for my practice. But mm-hmm. I really, I really had a lot of FOMO when you were sending <laughs> me messages about Barbara's presentation. Yeah. So, Can you so- tell us about Barbara's presentation? Uh, Lisa, because I know that this was something that I was also shocked to receive in our messages. I want to see the name of her book. I think it's uh, you Sis, You've Sis. Got This. Sis, You Got This. Yeah. yeah. Um, from Surviving to Thriving as an Immigrant SLP. So her presentation was like loosely based on her book. And uh, it was it was just moving. That's how I'm going to put it. Because she really went through, I don't know how she did it, but in an hour, she was able to get through the whole thing from beginning to end. And so many moments in her life made us all feel seen. So many microaggressions, full-on racism, things that she went through right at Asha. I mean, she, she had this like very graceful way of calling out things without shaming anyone, without accusing anyone, just talking about how the system is, what people were taught, and how othered we are just by virtue of the system. Really, really not blaming anyone. And uh, one of the quotes that she had up was, um, you don't have to be a mean girl to be exclusive. What are you doing to be inclusive today? And it really got me thinking, like the, the girls that I went to school with, right from like, not just grad school, elementary, high school, all that stuff, they weren't like mean, like in in mean girls in the movie, you know, like outright doing evil things to me, but you know, they had their own community. They had their own ways of doing things. And I was always left out whether unintentionally or intentionally, I just didn't belong there. Unlike at the black, black magic SLP conference, or when I talked to you two, there's just something about the culture that says us and them. So she mentioned that, you know, some of you are already playing your part in making sure that the next generation practices like mindful inclusivity. And she's like, some of you even have podcasts. And she looked at me and I was like, there's no way she's talking about me. Like there's a bunch of people here and I bet everybody has a podcast. And then on the screen, there it was, the Bold SLP podcast, like the logo was right there. And I'm like, what? I have to text everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you did. I was like one room over and I was dying I was like oh my gosh I want to go see that yeah and it was it was she was so personable like we went up to her afterwards and thanked her I mean not just for for shouting us out but like 
for the beautiful presentation that she just gave and her openness and willingness to chat. And then she made a TikTok with me. Like she did. When would this ever happen at an ASHA conference where you would go talk to a speaker and they would make a TikTok with you? And it was, it was beautiful. And I, I just, her presentation made so many of us feel so seen. Like you look around the room and people were just bawling. The two girls I went with, Ingrid, we were just crying and they're like, I'm so sorry, Lisa. I'm like, don't be sorry. This is, this is incredible. Wow. I felt bad because I met Lisa and we hung out for like 30 minutes and then I left her with two other friends and I went to another place. Well, I I feel like it would be in safe hands. Yeah. I felt like a bad influence because people were going like for your regular Asha reasons. Like I need this competency for this thing in my job. And I just went to support Barbara. It didn't matter what she was going to present. I just wanted to be there for her and hear her out. And I didn't know I was going to come out with all of that. And the two girls actually that I influenced to come with me were like, thank you for bringing us here. Like we didn't know that we needed this. We don't know how badly we just need to be seen. Can we tell our audience that Barbara is going to be on the podcast next season? Oh, I yeah. think you just did. <laughs> I mean, we can cut it out later, but no, I think this, I think it's a good way of um, kind of just highlighting what's coming up. Um, we've been planning season three and it is very exciting. We have some awesome guests coming. Uh, so we'll just leave you with that teaser. We will have Barbara Fernandez on. Um, The other thing that we had going on in 2022 were the different collaborations with SLP Nerdcast. We were on their show, on their podcast twice this year. We had two different episodes. And the most exciting news is that we're actually going to be putting on a summer course for graduate optional credit that will be in summer 2023. So it'll be our first course. Woohoo. Uh, the three of us teaching. Um, it will be in an asynchronous format, but it's really something that we're thrilled about because it's this it's content that we're passionate about. So all the things that we always discuss on our podcast, how to do authentic assessment, dynamic assessment, what do you guys, um, what stands out to you guys about those episodes with SLP Nerdcast? I think, Lisa, I have to shout you out because from Go, Lisa <laughs> changed the way that they do things on that podcast. And then I have to shout out Kate and Amy because they immediately took the change and we re recorded our uh, intro, our disclosures. After Lisa just asked the question, like, hey, what, why don't you have to disclose that you are white? (laughs) And I I just, I almost cried talking about it because I had felt uncomfortable about it um, from the beginning. Because I'm like, well, what, what do I have to do? And I asked the question, like, what does that mean? Like non-financial disclosures. And they said anything that um, could bring bias into the conversation about you. And then, so I start like, you know, I'm Mexican American and I have two kids. I'm bilingual, like um, Spanish and all this stuff, like all these things about my identity. And I felt really uncomfortable. I'm like, how does that bring bias into the conversation? But I didn't have words. And I use my silly comment of like, do I have to disclose that I'm bad at volleyball? 
you know, it's like, that's how I deal with uncomfortableness. And then Lisa came in with like, hey, Kate and Amy, how come you don't have to disclose that you're white and monolingual? I'm a lot more confident when we're not recording. So that conversation, we weren't recording. Yeah. And I was like, yes, Lisa, that's what I've been feeling. It feels weird. And you don't know why. Because they read their disclosures, and it was nothing about how they live their lives or their identity. You talk about being like at a loss for words there. But I find like, you and Desi specifically are like, extremely articulate with your thoughts and I I struggle a lot to say what I mean without a story to back it up like I could I could speak in stories forever but um, if you just ask me a direct question and I'm not allowed to tell the story I think I would just be silent Um, but I felt very safe with those two at SLP Nerdcast and and they really created like a nice environment for us to share and speak our truth and allow us to like turn EBP practices on their head like it was it was a good time and I'm happy to collaborate with them um mm. with this course and I'm I'm very excited about it yeah I like you said Desi I'm I'm passionate about this work and um I think a few of us have been offered different things in the past things to teach or things to mentor but we don't want to step into spaces anymore where we're not safe where we're teaching something that we don't quite believe in so to be able to build a course like this uh, where we know we could affect positive change for people who haven't been seen forever is very powerful. Yes, it's awesome. I also had a moment. So that was my moment before the first episode we recorded. And then they hit us with the, hey, do you guys want to teach a course? Mm-hmm. Right before we recorded episode two. And y'all, when I tell you that I've been dreaming about like, kind of finding my way into clinical and structure world because I love learning and I love teaching and I love mentoring. And I just, I'm not in a position like geographically where there's anything around me. So I was just like, it's never going to happen for me. That hit me really hard when they're like, hey, it's through a university, you would have faculty credentials. And I'm like, dream, 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 check, check, check. <laughs> and then I went back to like, the first conversation I had with Desi about this idea and she's like of course of course and I'm like Desi I think we need to let people know who we are first we need an Instagram page we need a podcast like they need to know who they're learning from and she trusted me because she wanted to teach and I was like we need to let them know who we are first and I'm like oh my gosh I didn't let Desi down like we did a podcast and through the podcast we're getting a course Like, I didn't know it would happen like this, but I just knew that if we wanted to teach a course, people needed to know who we were. Otherwise, it wouldn't be as meaningful to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, when she offered that to us, I just wanted to say yes. And of course, we had questions and all that. But in my heart, I'm like, I already said yes. That really speaks to your authenticity and vulnerability, because that's not that's not typical, I think, of a professor to be like, well, first they should get to know me and see if they trust me before I teach them anything. Usually it's, yeah. I am the one who knows all on this subject matter. I am the specialist and you will all listen to me, whether you know me or not. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I like the direction you went in. And I think Desi's proud of you. What do you think, Desi? Well, I was going to say, I think that... Um... I'm just, the fact that you brought this up and you brought this to my attention, Ingrid, that we said this about a year ago, um, 
I can't even believe it's get, gotten to this point that we are actually going into this. And you are so right. I mean, your intuition on on that, you know, um, that our audience really needs to get to know us. I, you know, I I totally agree with you. And it's been even better than I could have imagined it, honestly, getting to connect with so many people. I mean, getting to spend all this time with you guys, it's really made a big difference in how I perceive myself, even as a clinician, uh, I think it's hard for me to disentangle myself from the Bold SLP podcast at this point, um, because it is such a an important project. You know, I think we're doing really good work and it was hard at the beginning to see where it was going. And now that we're in this heading in this direction, I can't be more proud of ourselves. So pats on the back. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also excited to continue learning with you guys. That's, that's my other big thing. Um, learning with you guys, you know, mentoring alongside you. I think this is the best journey I could have imagined for myself at this point professionally. So yay. That's <laughs> same, same. That's well, awesome. should we do a last word? Yes. For the Ooh. year. Yeah. A word for 2022. Oh my gosh. Am I ready? My word for 2022 is empowerment. It's a word that I kept coming back to when I was coming up with titles for the different podcasts that we've been airing uh, in the last few weeks. And I really think it speaks to the rest of the season that is yet to be released. Um, at this point, we, I think we have about three or four more episodes left. Uh, this podcast is empowerment. I, it is the embodiment of empowerment. And I am proud of us for giving uh, our community a platform. And I hope that people find themselves in this community that we've built. Um, I know that sometimes people might see the word collective in our title and think, well, what does that mean? It, it means this. It means not necessarily uh, a collective of bodies paying for a membership or anything like that but really a community, a community based in empowerment. So if you felt empowered, um, you listener, if you felt empowered this season, um, we are so happy that you, you know, we hope that you have felt that way. Um, and if you felt empowered, then I feel like we've done our mission. So I'll hand it off. Mine is community. It's and you mentioned it so many times and I was thinking of maybe influence, but I feel like it's too close to influencer and I don't love that term, right. but definitely community. And I know that we built a community based on the people I met at ASHA. I know that what we set out to do, we did. So community. Mine is similar to that. Mine is impact. Um, we're small, we're busy. We, you know, it took us a while to record and release and I always question myself, am I doing enough? Am I enough? Like, am I asking enough questions? And then I see the messages and then I've met the people now. And I know that we're having an impact in all the time uh, that we put into this and the energy, like it matters. And, and I want to, I can't wait to keep going. Awesome. Awesome. Well, happy 2023 to you guys. Thank you for listening and supporting the Bold SLP Collective. You can find a closed captioned version of this podcast on our YouTube channel. 
We will also have show notes on our website. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you do all the podcast things. Follow, subscribe, download, and review. And don't forget, we love hearing from you. So connect with us on Instagram at the Bold SLP Collective. Stay bold and humble. See you next time.